to the Tribe of Testimonies. Here you'll find conversations with active Native American members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in which they share their stories and their love of the Savior. Together we are building a community, or tribe, of saints through testimony. I love my Savior, and I hope that as you listen to these conversations, your love for Him and your fellow traveler on this planet increases. Yaate, shikedo shedene, she Andrea Halsianisha, Gokanishta, Belagana Bashishin, Sitnajini Dacheche, Belagana Dashisnali, Akotego, Dene Azad Nishlech, Bluffdel Utah, Keashti, Fern Utah Denasha, Ahiehe. Now, I am not a Navajo speaker. In fact, I read that. I can say some of that by myself, but a lot of that I I just am unfamiliar with, unpracticed, and so I hope I said it close enough that you Navajo speakers will forgive me for my flaws. I I tried to do my best. What I did say is, hello, my name is Andrea Hells. I'm Dene or Navajo. I'm of the Weaver clan, born for the white man. My maternal grandfather's clan is a black-streaked wood people. I currently live in Bluffdale, Utah. I grew up in Farron, Utah. I am a product of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Indian Placement Program. My mom and dad met because of that. I grew up in Farron, where my dad grew up, where his dad grew up, and where our ancestors settled. Um, but my mom... She came from the Navajo Reservation when she was a teenager. She um, she joined the church when she was an early teen, and she spent time over on the San Pete Valley side of Utah. And then her high school years, she spent it in Emory County. Um, they met on a blind date, and they didn't like each other at first, but... After a subsequent meeting, here I am. I am the third child of five. I actually grew up with three brothers. And then I had a a little sister who came much later. Uh, She's an adult now, but um, yeah. So that's who I am. That's where I came from. Um, Where I lived, there were not a lot of Native Americans. There are a few who are remnants, I, I believe, of the Indian Placement Program as well. So there were a few in my high school from their parents' generation who I grew up with, but I didn't grow up on the res or near the res. I went to BYU, and I majored in business as an undergrad, and then I was convinced by a friend. His name's Paul Sosi, and he convinced me to apply to law school. So I applied to law school, I also applied to the MPA program, Master of Public Administration, and I was eventually accepted into both of those. My days in the law school were when Elder Larry Echohawk was there. I'm so glad I get to know him. After I went to law school and finished my MPA both, I worked for the Utah Higher Education Office. That's an office that is a state office. So even though I went to a private school, BYU, I worked for the state. 
And before they offered me a permanent full-time job, I was I applied for an internship in Washington, D.C. called the Morris K. Udall Native American Gres- Congressional Internship. So I actually got accepted to that. And I went out there and I spent the summer in Washington, D.C. I worked with the Senate Committee on Indian Affairs, just doing some research. After I, after my time was drawing to a close, since I didn't have any commitments in Salt Lake, I prayed and I went to the temple and I got a priesthood blessing and all those things, all of those. The answer was the same. Andrea, you decide. You decide what you want to do and it will be okay. So I decided to be brave and I decided to stay in Washington, D.C. I did get a job with the Navajo Nation Washington office, which is the Navajo's lobbying arm. And I worked with them for just 10 months. I worked on social issues, social services. I worked on education. I worked on healthcare. I didn't love being a lobbyist. So I closed that chapter of my book and I came back to Utah without a job. I moved home for the first time since after my freshman year at BYU, just long enough for me to study for the bar and take the Utah bar and find a job. And I found a job back at the higher education office. And I was so happy to be there. I loved working with higher ed. I do believe that education is a key to success. And I don't believe education has to be a formal uh, bachelor's or a master's or anything like that. I think if you have a trade that will last you, then you are on the right path. Um, I've always been an active member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I have not always been a perfect example of living the life of a disciple, but I have always loved going to church. I have always loved knowing that be forgiven of our sins. I've always known that I have a Heavenly Father. I absolutely know that. I've known that since I was little, and that part of my life has never, ever changed. I married my husband. His name is Mark Hales. We met online, and I married him in May of 2008. We had our first son in September of 2009, and since then we've had another daughter, another son, and another daughter. So we have boy, girl, boy, girl. I have tried to be a good parent. I am a stay-at-home mom, and for the most part, I love being a stay-at-home mom. I love my kids. I love that I can see that they're each unique. I love them so much. I love my husband. He treats me so good. My husband is from Pioneer Stock, all lines as far as you know. He's white with white and white. And I'm Pioneer Stock on my, on my father's side. And actually, I have Pioneer Stock on my mother's side as well. Um, and I personally think that everybody should be proud of all their ancestors who have done good in this world and who have brought them to where they are. This, this year, 
this past year, 2020, with the COVID pandemic, we did a lot of home church. And uh, at the beginning, we were really good about kind of making it a formal thing, especially since we didn't have sacrament that we could even go to. We did it all at home. And part of our sacrament meetings, we spent time talking about ancestors. And that was really cool. We told stories of those that we know. And that's one thing that I actually don't know a lot about is my Navajo ancestors. I wish I did. I wish I had a better relationship with them. My fourth child, my baby, I had her at home in our bedroom in a birthing tub. And it was one of the most spiritual experiences I've ever had. I know that there were ancestors who were visiting, who were helping, who were attending to me and to my daughter. And I know that I have ancestors who attend to me on other other times, not just major events, but they attend to me when I need them. As I've prepared to start this podcast, I've had some small miracles that have happened for me. And I know that I have angel friends on this side of the veil as well. I have a firm testimony of the Book of Mormon. I've always known it is true. And this past year, as I've studied it, I've seen things that have talked to the remnant of the Lamanite people. I've seen that, and I testify of it. And I think we need to work harder to to share that. And that that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm starting this podcast. It was at towards the end of October when I was laying in bed one night, and the prompting came to me, Andrea you need to start a podcast. And the topic of the podcast should be Native American members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I feel absolutely called to do this and to share with you. I'm not an expert on social issues. I am not a social warrior. I've been called to do this by the Spirit, not by church leaders. So I'm hoping that all of you can sustain me and sustain those who we who I bring on as interviewees and that you honor their testimonies and their vulnerability. I hope that we can learn from each other and grow. I hope that we have a little bit of fun as well. One of the talks in the last general conference was about culture and it was about it's it started and ended with the story of an Indian family, not not a an American Indian family, but a Asian Indian family, and how the man, the father, at first had a hard time with with the church because he didn't want to leave his culture behind. And I think that as we visit here on this interview, we can find so many things that will show us how beautiful our cultures are, bring us to each other and to the Savior a little bit better. I've already talked to a few people to line some interviews up. I want this to be a an intertribal podcast. I want this to be a podcast that that displays the beauty that we all have been blessed with. I want this to be a podcast that if you have friends who are interested in learning about the church and also have questions, they can come to this podcast maybe find some answers or comfort or encouragement 
I chose the name of Tribe of Testimonies after doing some brainstorming and then doing a little survey of my Facebook friends. Overwhelmingly, this was the name that seemed easiest for everybody to understand. It seemed like it was a good one to go with. The original name I came up with was From Remnants to Roses because we as Native Americans are remnants of the tribe of Israel, of the house of Israel, and roses because in Doctrine and Covenant 49.24 were promised that Lamanites will blossom as a rose. So I thought that was a pretty good play on words, but it took X explaining to get the point across. So I decided we better not go with remnants to roses. I do like it still, but tribe of testimonies. So I want you to know that as you listen to this, I invite you to become a member of this tribe. There's no blood quantum required. There's no initiation rites that's required of you to become a member of this tribe. I want you to know that I have a testimony that we are of the tribe of Israel. That actually means a lot to me. And I hope that you can learn about being a member of the tribe of Israel. President Nelson recently challenged us to learn about the promises of the house of Israel and and the covenants. And he talked about how Israel means let God prevail. As we are members of the house of Israel, let us let God prevail in our lives. I hope that you enjoy this and I hope that I can let you know that you're loved because you are. I hope that you come back and you bring others back. Ahiehet.